Welcome to Stand Out, where you're going to hear from some exceptional entrepreneurs. You'll learn what steps they took to get them where they are and what you can do to make your mark. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan, with CherylTanMedia.com. You can find the episodes and the show notes all in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. You can sign up for my weekly newsletter there and get media strategies I only share with readers. Listen to your customers because they will tell you everything you need to know. But what if you need to attract the attention of those customers first? Tom Schwab suggests you take a closer look at podcasts to attract them. He says you should find podcasts that appeal to your target audience and share your expertise there. If you listen to this episode, you'll learn how to turn those listeners into something more. Tom Schwab, it is a pleasure talking with you for Standout. Thanks so much for joining us today. Cheryl, I'm thrilled to be here. The only thing better was if we were both talking from a beautiful Hampton Roads area there. Mm, well, you know what it's like out here. And we were just talking about that, that you spent many years in Hampton Roads and Norfolk and Newport News, and I live in Virginia Beach. So this is where I live right now, and you know our area very well. Uh, it's it's beautiful out there, and uh, I went from shipyard to uh, to the naval base, and a whole lot of traffic. But uh, love to get back there now, and uh, wonderful people, and you know you get to va- you get to live where everybody else wants to vacation. Uh, we love it. We absolutely love it, and we thank you for your service. You started out with a military career. You went to the naval academy, and left the military and turn to marketing. So I would love to hear about that transition for you, why you made that choice, and and some of the challenges that you faced doing so. Sure. Uh, you know, it only makes sense looking back. And my first job out of college was running nuclear power plants. Uh, I was a mechanical engineer in the Navy and then ran nuclear power plants. And I always say that I've run nuclear power plants and small businesses. And one was easy because it came with an instruction manual. <laughs> and so when I got out of the military, you know, I was in there just about the time peace broke out in 1992. Um, and the Soviet Union, you know, sort of disappeared. And I went to the corporate America and loved getting into the operations and then sales and marketing. And one of the things that frustrated me the most was when marketers would say, you know, 50% of the money we spend is wasted. We just never know what 50% it is. And as an engineer, that just drove me crazy. It's like, come on, you should be able to measure this. You should be able to improve it. And that's really one of the things I've loved about online marketing is that um, as I got into that, it was like engineering. Um, as I think as an engineer, you know, you're always getting feedback. You're always getting information. The customers tell you very clearly what they love and what they loathe. And you just have to be smart enough to stop doing what ticks them off and double down on what they enjoy. We live in a heavily military town, as, as you know, but people who are listening to this may not realize that the Hampton Roads area is so focused on the military and its service members, and rightly so. And I talked to so many military members who are trying to make that transition, as you did so many years ago, and they're struggling. And they don't necessarily think the way you think right now, now that you've probably been a marketer for many years. Um, but back when you were in the military, how you made that move into what you're doing right now? Yeah. Um, I think the longer you are in the military at times, the harder it can be to make that jump because you think, oh, I've just got this set of skills 
and you know it doesn't transfer. And I would say the set of skills you have transfers even better than somebody in the civilian world, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know what hard work is. You know what uh, the mission is. Um, you, you've dealt with technology. You're smart enough to learn. I mean, you look at the people in the military, what, they've, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, I saw that the average age of somebody running a nuclear power plant uh, in the Navy is like 22 years old. If you're smart enough to to learn to run the the weapon systems, to learn to um, uh, to run a power plant, to do all these other things, marketing and business is easy. <laughs> and, and the other thing is that the um, the level of commitment, the level of work um, that the people in the military are used to is um, is so great. You know, most of us get out of the military and we think, oh, good, we get to work half days now. You know. Right. If you work 12 hours, you think I'm getting away with something and (laughs) that will get you a lot further ahead. And the other thing is just realize that the military is is probably the largest fraternity or sorority in the world. There are people out there that you have so much in common with. You know, like uh, I was on the USS Abraham Lincoln 20 25 years ago. You know, I'm, I'm an old guy, but still I run into younger guys that were on it like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's the bond we have there. And there's people that are, that are out there that are more than willing to help you. You just have to ask the questions. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, if you look at anything you do in life, you don't know everything that you need to need to know right now to get to where you want to be. Because if you did, you'd already be there. Right. But just have the faith that you can ask people, you can learn learn out there, and especially today, you know, with all of the free resources out there, with you know, education, you can learn anything. And uh, a lot of times, it doesn't mean that you have to go back to school. Uh, you can learn it while you're doing it. You can learn it while you're deployed. Uh, a lot of times now, ignorance is by choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. That's so so telling, and it kind of ties back to what you said about the the marketing statistics and 50% of uh, companies thinking um, that their marketing is working, but 50% isn't, and they don't know which half. So using your analytical mind, how do you take that into marketing, which is so amorphous, where in general, many people just don't know where their funds are going and what is being effective? Yeah. I, I would say that sometimes we try to make anything more complicated than it is, mm-hmm. right? Because if you can make it sound mysterious, then I'm the only person that can, um, that can figure this out for you. Mm-hmm. But if we get back to the basics, I mean, this, the marketing that our grandparents and great-grandparents did is the same type of marketing we're doing now. Granted, the tools are much different. You know, marketing at its basic or at its core is starting a discussion with somebody that could be an ideal customer. Right. And that's the same thing that, that our great-grandparents did. So we're doing it online. So um, from that, if you start with that basic understanding that, you know, probably high school students understand, it's like, yeah, that's good marketing. Start with that and then start to, to really listen. And I think there's been a real paradigm shift that um, 10, 15 years ago, we were all focused on, we've got these tools that allow us to do something, to get our message out to scream louder, to, to be the loudest voice. And I think the people that are really winning now are the ones that are using those tools to connect with their customers, um, to listen to them, to start that conversation. 
action to start that marketing and then being smart enough to listen to the the feedback that the customers are giving you. You know, we get so much data here and saying, okay, but what's it mean? Okay, if you've got a high bounce rate on a page, what's that mean? means people aren't connecting with it. You know, if you get a Facebook post that gets a lot of engagement, what they're telling you is, I really liked this. Give me more like this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, um, as I got older and degreed and everything, I realized that I wasn't an expert. You know, no consultant that you ever buy is an expert. No business owner is an expert. The only expert are the customers and they're voting every day. Mm-hmm with their dollars and telling us what to do. If you just listen, you can definitely learn a lot. I love this article that you wrote. I think it's an article. And in it, you said, I want fewer leads in 2016. And I really love the premise behind it. It was something you said, I think it was an article and you can tell me more, but that gurus everywhere will say, you need to add people to your list and you need to add thousands of your list by the end of the month or you're gonna be a failure. And I think a lot of us get caught up in that. We're getting caught up in the numbers. So talk a little bit about that, what you mean by fewer leads and how that will help us all in the end. Right. If I give you a phone book of leads, it doesn't do any good. You know, there's a lot of leads in there. There's a lot of numbers, but there's not quality there. And I think sometimes we can get into that, that uh, role of sort of the vanity metrics. How many Facebook followers do I have? How many likes? How many twi- tweets? But those aren't people that are necessarily ever going to become customers. So from my standpoint, I would rather have fewer leads that are better leads. And I was in a, a panel discussion where that came from. And I think somebody out there said, you need to be adding um, 100 leads to your list every day. That's a lot. And I pulled- <laughs> <laughs> well, I pulled my hair out and I said, I could, I could not service a hundred customers every day. And they came back and said, no, not a hundred customers, um, just a hundred leads and people on your email list. And I'm like, well, why don't I just focus on getting, you know, two new customers every day? Because that's what pays off as opposed to just seeing how many people I can trick to giving me my email list. Really, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's one of the things I think we need to focus on is not getting more, but getting better. Mm-hmm. So from the standpoint, uh, it does nobody any good if they are drawn to us, uh, they go through our nurturing sequence, they, they come to our marketing and all of a sudden realize that we're not a good fit for them. We wasted their time. We wasted our marketing dollars. Better to be very clear at the very beginning to attract your ideal customers and even repel those that wouldn't be good customers. You know, it doesn't mean that they're bad people, that we're bad Mm -hmm. people, but if you can't serve them, why would you want to waste their time with the marketing? Absolutely. So talk about then what is the best way? What would you say if I came to you and I had business X, Y, and Z? Well, Tom, help me find better, maybe fewer, but better clients that will help grow my bottom line. What would you say to me? I would say to that is ask your customers. Right. So put yourself in the um, in your spot of your customers and, you know, people will say, well, which direction should I go next? I don't know. Where are your customers? Always take a step towards your customers. So if your customers are on a certain social media, make sure you go that direction. You know, if they are not on that, you shouldn't go there. If your customers love to watch videos, then you should be giving them videos. If they like to read blogs, give them blogs. If they're already listening to a podcast, well, 
then become a guest on that podcast so you can talk directly to them. Your whole idea is to start that conversation with somebody that can be an ideal customer. And I think too often, myself included, I can sometimes get distracted by that shiny object. And I always have to remind myself, um, my daughter who's in, uh, in high school now, when she was in junior high, she came to me one time and she said, Dad, you need to be on, on Instagram. Everybody is on Instagram. And this was quite a few years ago when I said, well, who do you mean by everybody? And she said, me and all my friends. <laughs> well, none of my customers were there. And it would, would be a complete waste of my time to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it would be creepy too. <laughs> but I see so many businesses do that where they'll see something that says, I've got to do this. Well, ask yourself, is, is that where your customers are? And if so, take a step towards your customers. But if not, it's just a distraction. Our show is called Standout, and we talk with entrepreneurs about their steps to success. So you left the military X amount of years ago. You become an inbound marketing expert. How have you grown your business? How have you been able to stand out in what is such a crowded marketplace where, as we've talked about, so many ideas are flying around? How have you been able to stand out? You know, I think if you try talking to everyone, it's hard to stand out. If you can niche down and figure out who is that person that's your ideal customer, who's that person that you can relate to, you really serve, then it's easier to stand out. And I don't think the, the idea is to, to be the loudest voice in the noise. The, the difference is, is you don't want to just be heard. You want people to listen to you and really communicate with you. And we've always done that um, by however our clients wanted to, to consume our, our content. And what's working best for us right now is, is podcasts. Mm. You know, um, for years, we, we grew businesses with blogs, right? But I look around, I don't read that many blogs anymore. I don't see a lot of people reading blogs, and, you know, but everybody still does it because the search engines uh, do those. Well, we're not building businesses for search engines. We're building it for people that use search engines. Right. So uh, about a year and a half ago, we started uh, uh, the strategy of using targeted podcast interviews to get on to, to shows that ideal customers already listen to, to be able to talk to them, to get them to know, like, and trust us. And the results that we saw with that were amazing. Uh, we saw conversion rates that are 25 times better than uh, blogs. You know, a good blog will convert about 1% to 2%, whereas podcast interview traffic uh, typically is anywhere from 25 to 50% wow. visitor to And while there are not a lot of leads, the ones that you get are, are, are good leads because after somebody listens to you for a half hour, they either know, like, and trust you and want to engage or they don't. And that's fine if they don't, but those ones that do, then you're ready to take that next step with them. So really it's just, you know, trying to find the most targeted, most, um, effect, effective communication you can have with them. You know, right now there's 200,000 podcasts in the U.S. and you don't need to be on all of them. You know, 99% of them would be a waste, but those ones that your customers are listening to, those are ones that you should be on or start your own podcast. Because uh, I was in uh, San Diego recently at uh, Social Media Marketing World mm-hmm. and everybody starts talking about being heard in a noisy world. And as I was going out there on the flight and then at different places, I'm thinking, as I looked around, 
my ideal customer could be sitting right next to me yeah. and I couldn't connect with them, right? Everybody's got headphones on, they've got their earbuds in and they, they're cutting out all the noise. So it's not a noisy word, world for them anymore. They're listening to one voice that they want to. So you just need to make sure that you're that one voice that they're listening to. You were mentioned, I love this. I love everything that you've said, because if you're talking about getting targeted potential clients more uh, that are better, as opposed to more that are just kind of all out there, a podcast, I think, is a perfect opportunity. And so you mentioned, and I see the mic flag in the video that we have here of the Interview Valet. That's your company, and that's something that you started recently. What kind of testing did you do to realize for yourself and your customer, I mean, for your um team that this was something that was important to create? Well, going back to, you've got to understand that it's your customers that tell you uh, Mm. the right answer. Right. When we started this out with our first client uh, over nearly two years ago, we thought it was just an anomaly. You know, how did we get that much traffic? Was it just his voice? Was it just his story? And then we tried it with different clients and saw similar results. But, you know, myself as an engineer, I wanted to always test stuff. How can we make this even more effective? How can we bring more value both to the client and to the listener? So we went through that for about a year testing everything, you know, what kind of landing pages, what kind of offers to share, what kind of podcast to focus on. And after we did that, um, we had the system down and we're teaching people the system. And uh, by and large, we had more customers coming to us and saying, you know, I understand the system, but I, you know, I don't want to learn the system and do it myself, do it for me. You know, Mm -hmm. can you help me out? Um, They had a great message to speak but they wanted to do that. It's almost like um, uh, if the Beatles would have come to you and said, we want to grow our band. And you're like, okay, well, let me show you how to set up the equipment. Let me show you how to sell tickets, get the venues, book the hotels. They're like, no, that's not my expertise. So as we had more and more clients um, ask us for it, we started beta testing it. And really it's a, it's a system. There's no magic to it. I openly share everything we do in blogs and interviews but it's really just a process of uh, talking with the client and saying, who's your ideal customer? Who do you want to talk to? And then prepping them for that, making the introductions to um, different hosts that they could bring value to, showing them how to get on podcasts and helping them get on podcasts so that they can go there. And you know, the, the number one goal is always to make the host look like a genius for having you on, right? That you offer that much value. Right. And, <laughs> And that, that's, that's what you're there to do and to build that know, like, and trust. And then after that, from an inbound marketing perspective, how do you move people from being visitors to, uh, excuse me, from being listeners to visitors to leads? And, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example here. So um, if you want to learn how to, to be on a podcast, right, we've got a download. It's six secrets to being booked on a podcast, you can come back to interviewvalet.com forward slash standout and all the stuff is there. Okay. And what I was just what I was just doing is basically saying, okay, if somebody likes this as engaged, now I'm giving them a reason to go there. And if you go there, everything that Cheryl and I talked about is there. Uh, there's a there's a half hour video or training that talks about how the process works. And you know, it's not magic. It's just uh I, I I would have to say that our great grandparents would understand it. They wouldn't understand the tools of what podcasting is, but they would understand what we're trying to do. Right. 
It's creating that relationship, really. So, okay, interviewvalet.com forward slash standout. I'm going to put that in the show notes. But then will you also talk about what you said just before this last point, which is how do you turn those listeners into people who are something more than that? Well, there's, there's a few things when you think about it. Okay, a lot of people say, well, I want to be heard. You know, I was heard on a million podcasts. Well, jackhammers are heard too, but they're easily forgotten. So <laughs> you don't want to be heard. You know, well, they listen to me. Well, okay. Well, if, if you've got earbuds in, you've got to listen to it. But what you really want to do is do a connection. So with that, go there offering something of value, offering things that have context to them. You know, um, content is a wonderful thing. Content's the fuel that drives our online engines, engines, but it's got to have context. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, like you, know, you, you don't need, and it's a multiplicative factor. So, you know, you can have 10 on context and zero, on, 10 on content and zero on context, and it's going to turn out to be zero. You know, I could go on to a, um, instead of a, a marketing and business podcast, I could go on to a macrame podcast and talk about this same stuff. Well, the content is the same, but the context is a big zero. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, you know, you need to to really see what you can offer the audience. And then, you know, um, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about jab, 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 right hook. Mm-hmm. Really, it's just about give, 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 serve, you know, then ask. So I, I would never ask for, for a sale or a client on a podcast. You haven't earned that that right yet. And it's just it's rude to do that. But what you can do is you say, this is how I help people. You know, if this sounds like you, you can come here. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a thing of building trust. Mm-hmm. You know, Cheryl, I appreciate, you know, you having me on here because you've shared your level of trust with me. So, and with your audience, you sort of, you know, validated that. So now to offer your listener something like, okay, here's a checklist of, of how to get on a podcast. You know, here's a, an online assessment tool that could tell you, do you have the right message? Do you have the right market? Do you have the right machine in order to use this? Just offering people all of this um, to help educate them, to get them to trust more. And I think what you'll find is that those people that will be ideal customers will go, that's great. And they'll move along that. And those people that aren't, that's fine. They'll just say, well, that was interesting information. I want to go on from there. And that's how we get not a hundred leads in a day, but we get two customers in a day. Beautiful. Beautiful. We well, we love to talk about habits here on the show. And what you're talking about seems like you need to have a lot of discipline in order to carry out. It's not going to be something, if we're talking about content, you're not going to create a piece of content on Monday and not revisit it for another two years. That's not going to be effective. So what kinds of habits do you, uh, do you take part in, you and your team, to make sure you have success? Yeah. Habits are so important and you need to have systems behind it. Yeah. Um, for me, writing content, I'm not a natural writer. So for me, blogs are hard to do. I, you know, I'll, I'll schedule a dentist appointment to get out of writing a blog. <laughs> um, but so you've got to communicate in whichever way you like. So I have the habit of, you know, I try to talk to people. And if that's on a podcast, if that's on a video interview, and figuring out what works for there. And it's a con- continual thing. It's a wash, rinse, and repeat where we're continually trying to trying to do that. And one of the nice things is to, to work off your strengths. If you're not a natural writer, well, if you're a natural speaker, well, why don't you transcribe 
the interview and now you can make that into a blog. You can repurpose it. Um, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Uh, in fact, if anything, you're better off not doing what everybody else is doing if you want to stand out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. How can people learn more about what it is you do? And of course, we're going to put your goodies, your uh, information on our show notes, interviewvalet.com. But how can people learn more about you? Sure. I I love connecting with people. One of my favorite quotes is by Derek Sivers. And he says, what's ordinary to you is amazing to me. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's so great. And I always encourage people. I'm the only person, I'm the only Tom Schwab in all of Kalamazoo on LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out to me there. Um, You can go to interviewballet.com forward slash standout. Everything's there. And I look forward to connecting with people because honestly, uh, we all learn from each other. I love that. Tom, you also you already talked about what makes your company a standout. But before we go, I want to ask you what makes you a standout because we all talking we're always talking about what sets you apart. But what kinds of things would you say make you, Tom, a standout? Um to me, I would still say the childhood amazement. Mm. Um I think too often um we get embittered on, on what's going on around us. And just think about it. If, if you live in the United States, you're in the top 5% of the richest people in the world. I don't care what problems you have. You know, life is great. And the things that we have today, you know, uh, 20 years ago, the richest company in the world couldn't have, couldn't have afforded it. The president of the United States didn't have it. And now here, Cheryl, think about it. We're sitting talking over video phone for mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can connect with anybody. There, there's a lot of problems in this world right now, but there is no better time to be alive. And I think what makes me stand out is I've always looked at this and I've, I've woken up every day and pinched myself and <laughs> said, this is great. And just that attitude, I would tell people that will make you stand out. Everybody will complain uh, about what they can't do and what the problems are, but especially for you know people that have gone through the military, they realize um, that you know you've got to get it done, and so might as well you know take the uh, take the um, uh, take the positive look at it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that it's raining; it's that finally we get the mud washed off of us. I love it, and how appropriate the jets are flying overhead over my house in Virginia Beach. So <laughs> very appropriate, Tom Schwab. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for joining us for Standout. Thank you, Cheryl. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Standout. Want to take a look at the resources Tom mentioned? It's all at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode nineteen. It has been an honor to connect with so many forward-thinking entrepreneurs. The best way to get their stories in front of more people is to subscribe to and review the show on iTunes. Thank you in advance for your support. If you'd like to be reminded when new standout episodes come out, you can sign up for my newsletter at CherylTanMedia.com. Until next time, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Cheryl Tan.